Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 21st day of February. Welcome. So great to be back here with you today. I hope you're having a great day. I'm just curious, how are you? Do you feel rested? Do you feel anxious? Are you clicking this because you feel like you have to to get through your day and to be like, I read the Bible, listen to the Bible today. Check. Are you running from thing to thing? Are you having a day where you're like, oh my goodness, I just need the presence of God. I just need the word of the Lord to surround me today. That's okay. Those days happen. There's a, a song that I really like that, that talks about there's a lot of bad days still coming our way. Like they're, they're just going to happen, you know? Um, but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad that you are around the global campfire together. So let's read the word of the Lord. We're continuing on in the book of Leviticus with chapters 24 through 25. And we are in the New Living Translation for this week. The Lord said to Moses, Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light, to keep the lamps burning continually. This is the lampstand that stands in the tabernacle, in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation. Aaron and the priests must tend the lamps on the pure gold lampstand continually in the Lord's presence. You must make 12 flat loaves of bread from choice flour, using four quarts of flour for each loaf. Place the bread before the Lord on the pure gold table and arrange the loaves in two stacks, with six loaves in each stack. Put some pure frankincense near each stack to serve as a representative offering, a special gift presented to the Lord. Every Sabbath day, this bread must be laid out before the Lord as a gift from the Israelites. It is an ongoing expression of the eternal covenant. The loaves of bread will belong to Aaron and his descendants, who must eat them in a sacred place, for they are most holy. It is the permanent right of the priests to claim this portion of the special gifts presented to the Lord. One day, a man who had an Israelite mother and an Egyptian father came out of his tent and got into a fight with one of the Israelite men. During the fight, the son of an Israelite woman blasphemed the name of the Lord with a curse. So the man was brought to Moses for judgment. His mother was Shalomith, the daughter of Dibri, the daughter from the, of the tribe of Dan. It kept the man in custody until the Lord's will and the matter should become clear to them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the blasphemer outside the camp and tell all those who heard the curse to lay their hands on his head. Then let the entire community stone him to death. Say to the people of Israel, those who curse their God will be punished for their sin. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord must be stoned to death by the whole community of Israel. Any native born Israelite or foreigner among you who blasphemes the name of the Lord must be put to death. Anyone who takes another person's life must be put to death. Anyone who kills another person's animal must pay for it in full a live animal for the animal that was killed. Anyone who injures another person must be dealt with according to the injury inflicted. A fracture for a fracture, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Whatever anyone does to injure another person must be paid back in kind. Whoever kills an animal must pay for it in full, but whoever kills another person must be put to death. The same standard applies both to native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God, 
After Moses gave all these instructions to the Israelites, they took the blasphemer outside the camp and stoned him to death. The Israelites did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. While Moses was on Mount Sinai, the Lord said to him, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you have entered the land I am giving you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath rest before the Lord every seventh year. For six years you must plant your field and prune your vineyards and harvest your crops. But during the seventh year, the land must have a Sabbath year of complete rest. It is the Lord's Sabbath. Do not plant your fields or prune your vineyards during that year. And don't store away the crops that grow on their own or gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. The land must have a year of complete rest, but you may eat whatever the land produces on its own during its Sabbath. This applies to you, your male and your female servants, your hired workers and the temporary residents who live with you. Your livestock and the wild animals in your land will also be allowed to eat what the land produces. In addition, you must count off seven Sabbath years, seven sets of seven years, adding up to 49 years in all. Then on the Day of Atonement in the 50th year, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the land. Set this year apart as holy, a time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you, when each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. This 50th year will be a jubilee for you. During that year, you must not plant your fields or store away any of the crops that grow on their own. And don't gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. It will be a jubilee year for you, and you must keep it holy. But you may eat whatever the land produces on its own. In the year of jubilee, each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors. When you make an agreement with your neighbor to buy or sell property, you must not take advantage of each other. When you buy land from your neighbor, the price you pay must be based on the number of years since the last jubilee. The seller must set the price by taking into account the number of years remaining until the next year of jubilee. The more years until the next jubilee, the higher the price, the fewer the years, the lower the price. After all, the person selling the land is actually selling you a certain number of harvests. Show your fear of God by not taking advantage of each other. I am the Lord your God. If you want to live securely in the land, follow my decrees and obey my regulations. Then the land will yield large crops, and you will eat your fill and live securely in it. But you might ask, what will we eat during the seventh year, since we are not allowed to plant or harvest crops that year? Be assured that I will send my blessing for you in the sixth year, so the land will produce a, cr a crop large enough for three years. When you plant your fields in the eighth year, you will still be eating from the large crop of the sixth year. In fact, you will still be eating from that large crop when the new crop is harvesting in the ninth year. The land must never be sold on a permanent basis, for the land belongs to me. You are only foreigners and tenant farmers working for me. With every purchase of land, you must grant the seller of the right to buy it back. If one of your fellow Israelites falls into poverty and is forced to sell some family land, then a close relative should buy it back for him. If there is no close relative to buy the land, but the person who sold it gets enough money to buy it back, he then has the right to redeem it from the one who bought it. The price of the land will be discounted according to the number of years until the next year of Jubilee. 
In this way, the original owner can then return to the land. But if the original owner cannot afford to buy back the land, it will remain with the new owner until the next year of Jubilee. In the Jubilee year, the land must be returned to the original owners so they can return to their family land. Anyone who sells a house inside a walled town has the right to buy it back for a full year after its sale. During that year, the seller retains the right to buy it back. But if it is not brought back within a year, the sale of the house within the walled town cannot be reversed. It will become the permanent property of the buyer. It will not be returned to the original owner in the year of Jubilee. But a house in a village, a settlement without fortified walls, will be treated like property in the countryside. Such a house may be bought back at any time, and it must be returned to the original owner in the year of Jubilee. The Levites always have the right to buy back a house they have sold within the towns allotted to them. In any property that is sold by the Levites, all houses within the Levitical towns must be returned in the year of Jubilee. After all, the houses in the towns reserved for the Levites are the only property they own in all Israel. The open pasture land around the Levitical towns may never be sold. It is their permanent possession. If one of you, your fellow Israelites, falls into poverty and cannot support himself, support him as you would a foreigner or a temporary resident and allow him to live with you. Do not charge interest or make a profit at his expense. Instead, show your fear of God by letting him live with you as your relative. Remember, do not charge interest on money you lend him or make a profit on food you sell him. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you to the land of Canaan and be your God. If one of the fellow Israelites falls into poverty and is forced to sell himself to you, do not treat him as a slave. Treat him instead as a hired worker or as a temporary resident who lives with you, and he will serve you only until the year of Jubilee. At that time, he and his children will no longer be obligated to you, and they will return to their clans and go back to the land originally, allotted to their ancestors. The people of Israel are my servants, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt, so they must never be sold as slaves. Show your fear of God by not treating them harshly. However, you may purchase male and female slaves from among the nations around you. You may also purchase the children of temporary residents who live among you, including those who have been born in your land. You may treat them as your property, passing them on to your children as a permanent inheritance. You may treat them as slaves, but you must never treat your fellow Israelites this way. Suppose a foreigner or temporary resident becomes rich while living among you. If any of your fellow Israelites fall into poverty and are forced to sell themselves to such a foreigner or to a member of his family, they still retain the right to be bought back, even after they have been purchased. They may be bought back by a brother, an uncle, or a cousin. In fact, anyone from the extended family may buy them back. They may also redeem themselves if they have prospered. They will negotiate the price of their freedom with the person who brought them, the price will be based on the number of years from the time they were sold until the next year of Jubilee, whatever it would cost to hire a worker for that period of time. If many years still remain until the Jubilee, they will repay the proper proportion of what they received when they sold themselves. 
If only a few years remain until the year of Jubilee, it will repay a small amount for their redemption. The foreigner must treat them as workers hired on a yearly basis. You must not allow a foreigner to treat any of your fellow Israelites harshly. If any Israelites have not been bought back by the time the year of Jubilee arrives, they and their children must be set free at that time. For the people of Israel belong to me. They are my servants whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. I love that the Lord ends almost everything that he says with, I am the Lord your God. I'm trying to think about like if, you know, my dad were to respond it, with everything that he were to say, I'm, I'm your dad. I, I've, you know, you were living under my house for these many years. I have provided for you. I've protected you. I'm your dad. Or if my husband Ben were to say that after everything he says, hey, I love you. I'm providing for you. I'm, I'm your husband. I think it would pull on my heart to be like, okay, are you inviting me into a deeper narrative here that you're saying, you're like constantly reminding me of who you are. Is this because you're really wanting to establish this or is it because I'm forgetting? Is it because I'm not treating you like this? Is it because I'm not withholding my end of the relationship? And I could be totally off, but this is kind of what it's bringing up in me. And just because it's so prevalent, it's so constant in like any end of paragraph, any end of stanza that the Lord is talking, this is how he finishes it. And so... I don't know that that's theologically sound or anything like that, but it just makes me think those, those thoughts. But anyways, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you are a God who knows who he is, that your identity is solid. And God, I pray that we would be a people who know who you are. Our identity in you would be solid and that we would know how to trust you, that we would know okay, my trust is actually, it's being placed over here, but I gotta, I gotta place it back over here in the Lord. And my eyes, they're, they're really focused on all of this and I'm becoming so panicked and anxious and, oh Lord, I need, to, I need to bring my eyes back on you. I thank you that your word constantly and consistently does that in our hearts. And God, I just thank you for that. And Lord, I just ask that you would continue to draw us back into your heart as we know because your word tells us that you draw near when we draw near and so Lord, i just i pray this over your people today that we would learn how to grasp this and rest in it and know it as truth and it is in your name we pray amen so our team is they're still traveling they will be in very late tonight um it's a long couple days of travel and because of the time change um you know they they left israel on the 20th i believe and they're flying back and so they'll land back in nashville like right around midnight or something crazy like that so depending on when you listen to this they may be back but um they yeah they're still traveling right now so let's be praying for them and um we appreciate your prayers that is all for today I'm China. I love you. I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hey, family. This is uh, your sister Kim in Kentucky, and it's Tuesday, uh, the 14th, this day of love. And 
I'm uh, listening to Jill and um, her commentary and then just her talking about being in Israel today. And, and it was 2019 that I, me and my husband were blessed to get to go to Israel with Brian and, and the team. And I remember the Sea of Galilee and Brian turning off all sound and it was just quiet. And I heard the Lord speak. He's like, what do you hear? And I heard people coughing and some wrestling going on, you know, wrestling of, of movement and stuff. And then I heard him say, what do you hear the loudest? And what I heard the loudest was the wind, how it was blowing on that sea, that calm sea. And he said, and that is my spirit. And when you are still and quiet, you will hear my spirit the loudest but you have to be still and quiet sometimes. And just in the busyness of our life back here, um, I forget that. And like Jill talked about, you know, sometimes I come with all of my prayer needs and requests and, uh, and I'm not quiet to hear him respond and speak. And so I just pray that we will all remember to just set aside a time of stillness and quiet so that we can hear him speak in the chaos and the noise of our lives. Thank you, family. I love y'all. Be blessed today. This is Jersey Jane for Jesus. I hear so many prayer requests. I pray each time I hear another mother, father, brother, sister, child call in needing help needing obedience needing to know more needing God in their lives to follow Jesus I pray for all of them the prisoners the ones who have been on drugs the ones who have lost faith or are trying struggling to find faith for the children who have been in abusive homes. I pray for all of you, every one of you. I can't even begin to name all of you. There are so many, so many requests. So many seem to be redundant because it's everywhere. God needs to be everywhere for everybody. It's time. The other thing is unrelated. And that is to praise Jill for her beautiful stories of the trip through the Holy Land. Jill, you, the way you speak, the way you bring it all to life, it's like I'm there with you. You talk about the calmness of the sea and the, the shining, the looking up at the rocky cracks. Jesus was there, you're there, and it's just, you, you brought it to New Jersey. <laughs> I love you for it. God bless everyone. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible Chronological. This is Nicole Simone uh, from Brooklyn, New York, East New York, where I spend most of my days. Today is February 15th. The time now is 12.50 a.m. I want to lovingly thank L.O.B. 
for praying for me and my boys. I heard your prayer January 29th. Kingdom Seeker Daniel, thank you so much. I heard your prayer for me and my boys February 4th. And I am uh, resting and meditating on the restoration uh, word that's gone forth because in truth, our relationship uh, needs to be restored between each other. And, and of course, with our, with our loving Father, which art in heaven, um, thank you. I wanted to convey to you um, how much it meant for the both of you to tag team me in prayer, the best tag teaming I've ever had. <laughs> thank you so much. Exodus 17 and 11, where Moses' hands uh, began to get weary and Aaron and her uh, stood on the left and right hand side of Moses and um, lifted up his hands for him. And that's what your prayer does. D-A-B-C, that's what your prayer does when we intercede for each other. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right now, Father, I want to ask that you be with all of the men and women and the children that have traveled to to, to Israel um, and strengthen their bodies. Give us supernatural rest and a supernatural strength and energy as they are basking in the beauty of where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ once walked. Safe passage back home. Loving you all. Have a rainbow day. Bye. This is Susan from South Carolina, and this message is for Walking in the Light in Tennessee and her son Marcus. Everything that you said resonated with me because we had the same situation about five years ago. And I wish I could tell you that something that we did um, made a difference, but we just kind of had to wait it out. But I'm going to lift you in prayer. Dear God, please show Marcus the path that you have for him and help his mother and him work together to achieve that goal. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Hello, my dear BC family. Um, I'm calling to request prayer for my home country, my country, Nigeria. This is Ole Bushku calling from the UK. Um, I am calling, I'm calling on each and every one of us, our prayer warriors, to please lift Nigeria up. We will be going to the polls on the 25th of February, exactly 10 days from today, to elect our new, the new president. Nigeria has gone through so much. The suffering is so much. The, 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 the insecurity, the deaths, the hunger is horrible. It's so bad. The poor, especially for the poor among us. Join me in prayer. According to Psalm 78 verse 72, where he says that with upright hearts, he, David, shepherded them, the Israelites, and guided them with his skillful hands. Let us pray that the good Lord will bring out that person, those people, that he will specifically select the way he picked out David, a common shepherd, the way he picked out David and placed him at the helm, at the throne, to guide the Israelites. May he in the same way pick out that person that will shepherd Nigeria 
with skillful hands and an upright heart. And we pray for the mercy of God upon our land. Mercy. We pray for mercy. Let us pray for mercy, family. Help me. Join me in prayer. Let us pray for mercy for Nigeria. Thank you very much for all your prayers and may God continue to bless each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.